Hello and welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we are watching, discussing, and ripping into your favorite or probably least favorite, depending on when you were born, uh, 80s cartoons with a special focus on Gem and the Holograms. I am Orifice Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis, and today we are diving into Gem, Season 1, Episode 23, The Gem Jam, Part 1. Finally, the show goes back to basics and brings Christy Marks back on board to spread her legs and spew her gemliness, or her gem juice, Either is in fine. all of our faces. Yeah, yeah. That's right, bitches. We finally get another Lady Marks episode, and oh boy, does she deliver. Yeah, uh, we say episodes are good, but this one like actually is kind of good. Or maybe, again, it's bad, but we just think it's good. Uh, I was highly entertained throughout the entire thing. As was I. It is very entertaining. We can definitely say that on the record. <laughs> uh, and according to our bueno hombres over at rockjam.com, JK, we do not know who those people are. Uh, <laughs> this is the one where... The most legendary stars of rock and roll have agreed to join Gem and the Holograms in the most exciting musical event of the year, the Gem Jam. And there is, like, a lot more to this fucking synopsis, like, uh, but we don't have that kind of time. Rock Jam likes to go on and on, so let's just jump in. Yeah, let's get straight to the facts, like we always do. Cut right to the chase. Yeah, yeah, let's just, we cut right to the chase three hours later. <laughs> We don't beat uh, around the bush. We... Yeah. <laughs> Depending on which bush. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, we open on a fancy-ass party. Mm -hmm. And of course, orphans are serving everyone, which I truly enjoyed. Right? When I was, like, smoking a joint watching this episode, I was thinking, like, let's play a game of I Spy. Like, I Spy with my little eye, an orphan that is working for free. <laughs> and there's a lot of them to spot. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of them. Orphans up in this party. Yeah. Like, laboring and doing things for others. So basically, to set the stage, like, this party is full of fancy bitches, i.e. pretty racially homogeneous. Rio is doing some nerdy shit, uh, making himself... Yeah, what is it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, seem useful? Yeah, he's, like, doing the light show or something. Ah, uh, yeah, something with stage design. He's the stage designer, the stage manager, sorry. He's managing the stage in some form. Yeah, he's managing the stage in one form or another. <laughs> or another. Uh, and then we get Lindsay Pierce, a.k.a. Dazzler. And, like, I just, I had to throw that in there because I listened to another podcast about the X-Men. They've said that Lindsay Pierce is this universe's Dazzler. Wow. People who get it will get it. Uh, and actually, they actually drop gem references all the time, and every time I catch it, I'm like, oh my god, other people watch this show. Uh, anyways, so Lindsay Pierce cat whistles at Jerrica. <laughs> I like that moment. I was a little bit confused, but I was like, oh, of course, Lindsay Pierce is super into Jerrica and gem. Right, okay, so that was the thing that was weird to me, because I thought it was like some creepy old man like cat calling them or whatever. And then Rio's reaction is, oh, it's just Lindsay, of course. It's like, uh, yeah, it's but it's so like, no, bitch. That like, what's the fuck, you guys? Like, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, Lindsay's coming in hot <laughs> and you know it. Can we talk about what she's wearing for a second? Because, like, I actually, I don't remember. I do remember her voice. Like, in this moment, I really thought she sounded like a 50s style, like, circus ringleader. Okay. Um, 
I kind of felt like, like hey, like what's when is it like your big surprise? It, it was a, it was a whole vibe, but go on, please. <laughs> yeah, I did not catch that at all. Um, but basically, like from the head up, she was like sporty, like Lindsay Pierce with an orange sweatband, and like right. her body was sheathed in like a poofy prom gown, and then around her neck was like a shoelace tied in a bow. Um, a shoelace tied in a bow or like a ribbon or something it was it was it was a look i thought she pulled it off it was quite daring. oh i'm sure she did Lindsay like always looks great she's like the one character who generally always looks good we got a token dance appearance and like first of all she's dressed like a normal person finally not wearing like a weird cape yeah but like she still has that hair though yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like she doesn't even really look normal. I also didn't even catch dance. I I don't do not care for her. So that doesn't that's not surprising. Yeah, I don't know why she was there because she didn't even have a line. She was just standing there. Yeah, exactly. That's probably why I didn't remember her. And again, as I rewatched the episode for the second time, it was only via audio. So like, I didn't see no dance. <laughs> what do you mean you watched it audio only? I just listened to the sounds of Jem, you know? Well, because I was walking and I wanted to rewatch the episode before we recorded, but I wouldn't have time to like sit down and watch it. So I just listened to the audio <laughs> as it streamed on my phone as I walked. So you missed all of the outfits. All <laughs> That's why you remember <laughs> Lindsay Pierce's <laughs> voice so well. No, no, no. Actually, because I've, I've watched it twice. I watched it the first time where I took notes. And in my notes, it says, like, why does Lindsay always sound like a circus ringleader? <laughs> can you do the circus ringleader impersonation one more time so I can fully understand what that sounds like? I am not your monkey. I will not dance for you. Uh, Lindsay Pierce is secretly a circus ringleader. Uh, at the end of the day, I think that's the, the takeaway. But, um, <laughs> so as we move on to this episode, we get our girl Bonnie working the door. Uh-huh. Uh, to which I was like, why is the bitch with no eyeballs checking people's tickets? <laughs> Her eyeballs got fixed, remember? Yeah, I know, but like still, she has faulty eyeballs to a degree. Yeah, she her, has, her job is all about looking eye. at shit and identify. Yeah, it's very eyeball focused. <laughs> yeah, I mean her eyeballs could go at any time. That wasn't the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, they are a ticking time bomb. They could just ticking roll time out bombs. Of her- <laughs> they could just roll out of her head. <laughs> Which is terrifying, but I love it. I feel like Ashley would be there to see it. She'd be traumatized. Uh, the eyeballs are jumping ship. Uh. <laughs> and Bonnie would be like, oh, there they go. Yeah, uh, it was only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Me and eyeballs don't mix. Um, so, yeah. Uh, basically, Bonnie is working the door. And... The misfits are spying on this whole event, which, like, I don't even understand how they got into the building without... Yeah, I was confused <laughs> by this, too, because I was like, oh, they must be at, like, a hotel or something, because it's... I don't think it's at the mansion, because, yeah, how could they just be chilling their spine on shit? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's some sort of, like, mansion slash convention center, like, where we went for GemCon. Yeah, yeah, that was... Also, half mansion. 
It was kind of half mansion. Was it? It was hotel <laughs> and convention center. It was a holiday inn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not necessarily my definition of mansion, but whatever. <laughs> Let people live with their delusions, Michael. You're right. You're right. Uh, but anyway, Tech Rat and Eric are there too. Um, and basically, Tech Rat like, gives up a camcorder and this is his quote unquote gimmick that he's going to use to like, I don't know, sabotage Gem the Holograms. To which I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. fucking tape recorder like are you kidding me this yeah dude exactly <laughs> exactly that was like when tech Rat was like this is my special camera that will let us see the things you're recording and i'm like oh so you mean like a, a camera like a video <laughs> camera especially because like broadcast news that was live has been a thing for a long time right so like, yeah yeah like this about? was the 80s it's not yeah exactly like tech rack tone it down you it's not a special camera it's just a camera <laughs> And, uh, yeah, anyway, so, like, in walks fucking Clash, who apparently is some, like, impersonator extraordinaire, because now that's all she does for them. Yeah, she's, like, I guess she, yeah, she is their spy, I guess, and she has no qualifications for it. She's not even very good at it. No. Uh, but, they, yeah, they get her to... Sneak in as a reporter, and I very much like Eric's. Just like, yeah, bitch, like figure out how you're gonna get get in there because I don't have a ticket for you. And she's like, oh, okay, like I guess I'll figure it out. And she does in the most spectacular way imaginable. I know, actually, I like I like I was like kind of making fun of her in that setup, but quite honestly, the way she gets in is brilliant and savage. I love it. So uh, she's basically like, hey, little girl, your dad's waiting for you in the hobby, in the lobby. And then Bonnie is working the door. So Bonnie, who ob- who has like mad daddy issues and an orphan, <laughs> is like, he is? Does he have red hair? She's like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Do the red hair. Get out of here. Yeah, you need to. He says you need to go right now. And then she runs down the hallway looking for her dad, which is hilarious. Devastating and hilarious. <laughs> Like, sure, that's the guy. And Bonnie's like, father. Can I just say that this is the shit that I love Christy Marks for? Like, no other writer could do this. I know, I know. I No other writer would, like, think of doing this. And, like, think of doing this so casually. I know. And then Ashley comes in and is basically like, no, but you don't have a father. So, like, the hits keep on coming. Yeah, you dumb bitch. Like, stop being so delusional. You don't even have a dad. And Bonnie's oh, like, yes, so I do. He's American and he has red hair. And it was like, right, Bonnie, right. like, you're in America. Like, every redhead you're going to see is going to be American. Like, that seems like not every redhead is your dad. Yeah, but Bonnie's like super dumb, so... <laughs> Yeah, That's her the, uh, the faulty eyeballs there. were, like, <laughs> sucking away her life force or something. I don't know. No, yeah, no. Her, her eyeballs are definitely eating her brain. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what's happening here. She has, carnivorous, she has carnivorous eyeball syndrome. Carnivorous eyeballitis. <laughs> uh, carnivorous, carnivorous ocular... 
Uh, I, I couldn't think of another medical term. Does, uh, yeah, me neither. But uh, anyway, you get the point. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, her eyes are eating her brain. It's pretty fucking simple. <laughs> oh my god, Christy Marks is such a creative genius, I gotta say. Truly, truly. The subtext, it's all there. <laughs> it's all there, people. Get into it. Get into it. Anyways, yeah, Bonnie is resolved to find her father, and then we go back to the party, and we get uh, little Michael Jackson is ordering orphans around, <laughs> and uh, Chrissy is her name? Yeah, Chrissy. Chrissy, uh, like, claps back at him, because he's like, I don't know, go get me a Coke. She's like, you know, learn to walk, and then you can get your own Coke. Yeah, so which honestly, there. yeah, good for her for sticking up to him, because he was such a Oh, asshole. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was being a brat. Like, fuck off, dude. Like, get your own shit. Uh, so yeah. That being said, though, that being said, they are orphans acting as servants at this party. <laughs> so it's not out of the realm of reason for him to be like, get me this orphan girl. Yeah, you have nothing else going on. You're nothing. You're not. If, if you weren't here to serve me, you wouldn't be here. Because no one would exactly. let you in. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're a so there's, there's, orphan. <laughs> yeah. There's precedent. Like, Jem has set a precedent, and everyone's following it. So maybe I don't hate on little Michael Jackson here as much as maybe you should. Um, yeah, but he still kind of is the worst. But, oh, yeah, no, he's terrible. So my favorite, another favorite part of this episode for me is when Jem announces the Jem Jam. Which uh, is go why, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why this whole party is happening. She's here to give a big announcement to all these reporters and all these important people. So she comes on and she was like, we got the best people in the biz and we're going to have a big concert or whatever. So the per- first person to come out is like this Stevie Wonder ripoff. And Stevie like- Wonder named Roland Owens. And like, <laughs> I'm just going to say that is not the first. Well, it is the first, but it won't be the last double first name I get out of this episode. No. So, like, strap yourselves in. <laughs> Roland Owens, Stevie and Wonder, then, go on. And then, he, and then she introduces someone by Mr. Lips and Hips himself. At this point, I'm already, like, on the edge of my seats because I'm, like, Mr. I Lips know, and Hips. And then she, call, she says his name, and it's Ron Cox. I know. <laughs> I didn't even, I actually, I, like, I didn't even really catch the fact that his last name is Cox the first time around. But then, yeah, the, the, the beautiful symmetry of Mr. Lips and Hips and then Ron Cox is, it's a, it's a double whammy. Yeah, it's just too amazing. Uh, Christy Marks, he did it again. He did it again. Like, bitch, <laughs> you, jeez. No words, no words. Uh, this guy, and he's supposed to be Mick Jagger. That's what I, like, imagined. And then maybe the, like, hottest bitch ever to walk on any stage in Gem and the Holograms, the Queen of Soul, or whoever, or whatever. First Lady of Soul. First, First Lady, Lady of, Soul. of Soul. Lena Lerner, who is a ripoff of Tina Turner. But, like, whew, her hair gave me life. Her dress gave me life. Like, the fact I that know, she I, was, like, I, a I, crack I, whore gave me yeah, life. Yeah, uh, that is... <laughs> Pretty amazing, I know. She really does. I didn't want to say it, but you got there. Um, the only thing is, like, dude, her fucking name, like, Lena Lerner, is just... It's, like, the, the ultimate of cop-outs. Like, at least we got Ron Cox and Roland <laughs> Owens. Those are at least different names. Like, Lena Lerner, you, you changed a letter. Uh, Miss Marks, you, you changed a letter. Yeah, that was a little bit lazy. 
but we learn that Lena Lerner's son is that little Michael Jackson child, which right, <laughs> like right. makes no sense. <laughs> I, I was here for it. It's like very much like, oh, they're both black, so they must be related. Right. This was when Michael Jackson still was black. Also true. Also true. Was he? What age was he at, at this point, though? Because uh, I don't think he was like this small a kid. Well, no. He had been performing since he was like younger than 10. And when did he start performing, though? Um, he, he performed as part of the Jackson 5. Yeah. No, no, but when did they like... But when did they, like, actually get on the scene? Oh, was like, what decade? Um, the late yeah. 60s. Oh, late 60s? Or, sorry, okay. the 70s. Then, You're right, the 70s. Early 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Early 70s, okay. So, yeah, he definitely would have been, let's say, if he was eight when they started performing, by this time and time this came out, he would have been, like, maybe 20, 21? Yeah. He, he, he was already, like, pale by this point. Because he had done, yeah, he was yeah. doing bad like right, right. Era. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, anyway, so regardless, in the gemverse, gemisphere, um, Michael Jackson is a is a black child and will remain forever <laughs> as such. I mean, maybe it would have been better if that if that had been the truth, you know? Yeah, in the main timeline. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, but anyway, we get introduced to like one more person, Luna Dark, who is. Also super strung out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. Everyone was on cocaine. Um, I actually, like, this is like a Madonna counterpart. And I actually kind of think, like, Luna Dark is maybe a cooler name than Madonna. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's the Luna Dark. Uh, it's like she would be, like, um, you know, a moon-themed superhero or vigilante of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like one who fights only in the nighttime. Right. Much like, like, a la Sailor Moon, but a little bit more edgy. Luna Dark. Yeah, she would be, like, maybe, like, a Miley Cyrus, like, a Hannah Montana type in her normal life. Is that edgier? Huh? You ruined it. (laughs) It is never edgy to be a pop star by day. Well, debatable, debatable, debatable. Um, okay, fair enough. Like, what if she was Lana Del Rey by... Day. By day and Luna Dark by night. Well, that's amazing, of course. <laughs> okay, then let's just stick with that one. <laughs> perfect, perfect. You sound like you're going to, like, murder me for even bringing Hannah Montana into this. <laughs> I guess I'm just, I'm not, a, I'm not a big Hannah Montana fan. I'm sure there are stands out in the world. I'm not one of them. But anyways. Yeah, I'm not a actually, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, some people say it was a good show. I'm not one of them. <laughs> but uh, we actually get the uh, the very last celebrity we get is Johnny Deacon, aka Bruce Springsteen, aka like the hottest piece to ever walk through this show. Um, he looks like Johnny Deacon in this moment, and like most of the rest of the episode, I was like, all right, like y- you could get anybody in this room, including me myself watching the show. Yeah, and he's a two dimensional drawing. So what does that say? About either of you. <laughs> oh, it says too much uh, to get into. Let's leave it at that. Regardless, he you know he's like looking built in a white tee with a red bandana. Got a James Dean vibe going on. I, I was into it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely got that he was supposed to be kind of a heartthrob, but I wasn't here for him in the same way. On the same level. 
Well, you know me. I'm pretty normcore. Yeah, you are so hardcore normal. <laughs> it, like, is really concerning to me sometimes. Like, ugh. Yeah, I know. It's, pr- it's pretty fucked up. I, like, I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> it's not, like, a diagnosable condition. The doctors, like, have tried to treat me. Normitisis. Normitosis. <laughs> um, no, no, it'd be like normative, normative ISIS. <laughs> but at least you're not like no, no, norma- norma- That's true. Normativitosis. There you go. Normativitosis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got, and I, you know, it's on my license. I swear. So basically, that means you have a hard on for white shirts with blue jeans. Basically, uh, which is accurate. That's actually like a pretty fair assessment of like most of my life. Um, so yeah, with all of these stars kind of introduced, the misfits who are watching behind the stage with Tech Rat's super cool invention, the video recorder. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of shook that Jerrica or Jem was able to find all these people. And yeah, so they're they're like, well, let's like let's crash the party, and they were like, well, how do we do that? And then <laughs> Eric whips out saying, "Simple, you put these on," and like busts out these Tron suits. Uh, to which Stormer, in a voice that is definitely not her, like the regular voice actor, says, "Are you serious?" And I love that moment because it's like, yeah, like, dude, are you serious? They're gonna put those on. That's that's what's gonna happen. I thought they were wetsuits, like, or like the kinds of suits you wear that, like, you run against a Velcro wall and you stick. Hundred percent. Either that, or they come from inside a computer. That's like what I'm getting at. Like, they <laughs> they don't look of this world, or like to do anything other than yeah, sticking to walls or <laughs> being processed as binary code. Uh, yeah, so basically we cut back to the, um, the room where this event is going on and we see Ashley there who's like kind of staring off into space wistfully hoping that one day she'll be famous, which is like, okay. Which is, no, but I, I really love what, what happens is she's like in the crowd and she gets shoved, rightfully so, but like some reporters who I'm pretty sure say something to the effect of out of my way, little girl, uh, which is intense. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we go into the full delusion fantasy of Ashley's song, whatever the fuck it's called. and the starlight and at least i'm gonna say at the very least we start with an eyeball moment agreed i had it in my notes like (laughs) oh my god the opening eyeball moment like we pan across ashley's face and it's a lot of eyeball um and then some stuff happens she's singing kind of shittily 
Not she. Honestly, okay. she's, I she's okay. I actually thought this was fine. I thought this was fine. Like again, like of course I'm inclined to hate it because hashtag Ashley, hashtag Ashley. <laughs> anyway. Perfect, 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 perfect. Moving on, um, but it ain't even that bad of a song. The whole like I can't, it's it's whatever. Yeah, it's a song. Um, it's a song. It's a song. <laughs> Deirdre's in the mix too. She's like playing some instrument in the backup. Yeah, and at one point Ashley's on roller skates. Um. And stuff happens. Anyway, turns out she is daydreaming. Right. Turns out she's fucking having a psychotic episode. And then, while Gem and the Holograms are being interviewed, the misfits, like, bust through the door wearing their Tron suits with a bunch of lasers going off. And at first I was like, are the suits shooting the lasers? I think that was the impression I got. Um, I, in, in this moment, I kind of love the suits, the suits with the lasers and not knowing what was happening. It was, it was dope. Yeah. That was so great. And I just love that this was like his evil plan. Like how does he come up with this stuff? I mean, I, I, we could, we could try to guess, but like neither of us are queer icons. So no, that's the, that's the problem. He's on another level. Yeah. And then the point that I love is when Jem is like, this is by invitation only. And then Pizzazz is like, well, we invited ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a pretty good line. That was a pretty good line. Uh, but then we learned, like, it's not just the fancy, unnecessary suits that are part of this plan. Because <laughs> they also bought, brought, like, a bunch of fucking messed up soccer hooligans um and they're super into gem and also swinging chains and clubs uh, i love these guys dude i thought they the fact that they were even in this episode was like amazing not necessary confusing. but truly beautiful confusing very confusing <laughs> Because then they, they bust in all who like hoolering and hollering, and then they basically start accosting people to say, like, you also should be fans of Jim, or else, like, we'll kill you. <laughs> they, like, smash a camera. Uh, I, 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 I just love the idea of the backstory of this part, of Eric having to go to, like, I don't know, a bunch of street toughs in the street. Uh, as where they would be like pay them a bunch of money and be like hey all you guys gotta do is like do a bunch of meth meth go on to this party yell the word gem a lot just say <laughs> gem a bunch uh and, and like that's basically what happens yeah like swing around a baseball bat bring your bricks bring your chains bring your crowbar <laughs> yeah just like get ready to start some bullshit uh, I swear to God, violence. they were skinheads. Like the second round, like so the first round, there were like these really big and muscular guys with like really colorful hair who busted in, and then like the next yeah, round yeah. of guys was like they actually looked like skinheads. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I think that the first batch were like almost like queer punk. Like, they had a lot of midriffs. Yeah, uh, but then we, but then we get like yeah, we we enter neo Nazi territory. Um. But I, I wonder if, like, Eric and the Misfits, like, wrangled these people up near that nightclub where they found Chibet. Oh, true. Probs. Everyone in that club was fucked up. <laughs> uh, 
And there is one yeah, so, guy. Yeah. I just want to shout out I, one I, guy. I also want to shout out one guy um, because we get this one dude who smashes a table while picking up a whole turkey in his mouth at once. And I just want to say that, that's very impressive. <sighs> yeah, that was something, eh? Um, there's also like a methy Uncle Sam pimp guy in the background. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, that sounds amazing. <laughs> like, I want to dress like that at some point. Like, methy Uncle Sam pimp? I've been telling you, you need to dress like a Gunkle Sam for like three years now. That's true. You also tell me I need to dress more methy as well, which I don't appreciate. When do I ever say that? You have always said, like, Michael, you can really meth up your looks. Do a bit of meth. <laughs> You're right, everyone. I admit, I give Michael meth to meth She's up She's a pusher, yeah. Bitch is a push. Uh, but I get it. It's because, like, you know, for hashtag fashion. Yeah, exactly. It'll make you skinny and, like, walk really fast. I don't know. (laughs) Those are my two greatest joys, to be skinny and walk really fast. I know. They were the first thing that came to mind as, like, things people on meth do. But then I realized it had the added benefit of, like, actually being something you strive towards. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know me. You know me. (laughs) Um, anyway, so, like, bitches are smashing things, and honestly, this is what I really respect about this scene, because they didn't run away, it was just, like, only the girls, only the holograms, like, the female reporters, the orphans, like, decide to, like, kick ass. That is very true, that is very true, because they're like, yeah, you know, get the fuck out of here, and Aja comes in hot (laughs) with, like, some real, like, kung fu moves, to which it's like maybe it's a little problematic that the Asian girl like knows how to fight kind of thing and like throw people, but whatever. Regardless, it was a badass moment. She threw a three hundred pound man who's like roided up to the ground. Yes, yeah, she did. She did. It's it's seemingly impossible, but she killed it. Um, and yeah, a bunch of other like badass shit happens. Synergy turns like the guitars, like two of the guys are holding into like horrifying multicolored monsters. Do, 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 do. No, this moment we had to talk ch- about for like a second <laughs> because these two guys have guitars and then gems like to Synergy. Synergy, I need some punk repellent to which Synergy, I suppose, believes that punk repellent or scary <laughs> tentacle monsters from, like, the furthest reaches of hell. These things were terrifying, dude. Like, what is wrong with you, Synergy? Like, you're super fucked up. Yeah, how did And, like, I love it. I love it. But, yeah, where did she bust that one out, you know? Where have you seen that before, Synergy? And then was like, oh, this punks hate this. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, punks really hate, like, psychedelic uh, alien <laughs> tentacle monsters from hell. <laughs> That's true. I mean, uh, like, I can't refute that. They, exactly, exactly. And the punks do hate it because they drop the guitars and I know, proceeded to then do more meth to try and forget or something. Regardless, it did not leave them in a better uh, psychological state. Uh, so, yeah, then there's, like, this guy with, like, bare feet. He just, like, ran in here barefooted, which, I don't know, was a lot. Um, and he gets some steps. He gets his feet stamped on by Tina Turner which was right, 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 pretty right. good. 
Uh, uh, actually, I, I did know that I did know the Uncle Sam goon because uh, he gets roped up by a couple orphans. <laughs> so I, I did clock him. I didn't get the meth pimp vibes, though, I, I suppose. You didn't get the meth pimp vibes? He was, like, wearing goggles. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound brilliant. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, Jem is like, you motherfuckers ruined my party. That's what you get. Um, and then, then, and then we actually, then a couple of the goons actually like name themselves, which I loved because yeah, Jem has that like you were in my party line, which I thought was kind of whiny, but that's just me. <laughs> and then, uh, then we get these two goons named Dr. and Quinch. His name is Quinch. <laughs> How did I, I miss that? How dude, that? that is such a good name, Quinch. <laughs> I don't know how you even come up with a name like that. <laughs> I don't know either, dude. But it's so satisfying to say, and it is the funniest thing in the world. Quinch. <laughs> quinch. It's my little quinch. Ah, just a little quinch. Just a, just a quinch. Just a quinch. Just a quinch. Um, yeah. No, that's good. Um, so yeah, these fucking guys run away. Um, but the weird thing to me is people weren't like, Jem, your fans are like batshit crazy. Everyone in the room was like, oh, the fucking misfits. Like, obviously it was them. Yeah, but like, I feel like that was fairly obvious because these messed up goons came in <laughs> with the misfits. That's and it true. seemed pretty like the two events were tied together inextricably. Uh, and That's fair. Yeah, the, the reporters were just like, oh, we, we saw what happened here. Yeah, and probably also they've, like, been privy to the Misfits shenanigans previously because, like, they've done it so many times. Yeah, yeah, that is probably true. And I hope someone's documenting it to a degree because uh, Gem and the Hologram <laughs> certainly don't seem to care. As Well, there's a moment later that we'll get to. So, yeah, basically... Um, we cut to the Starlight House where Jerrica is having all of these legendary rock person personas, people come and stay. Um, Which is a little strange. And it's weird that one, she would offer, and two, that the these famous musicians, millionaires would accept. I know. Like, oh, do you want to yeah. stay in one of my orphan's rooms? <laughs> do you want to, like, yeah, like sleep in a bed with a... an orphan? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Uh, but they agree, and they're all moving in. And Chrissy <laughs> wants to, I guess, make things better with her and little Michael Jackson, a.k.a. Dominic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gives no fucks and basically steals her bedroom. Yeah, so and mean, not before saying, like, oh, get my fucking luggage, you peasant. Make yourself yeah, useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's really, he's been a, he's been a big old bitch, but like, uh, I kind of get it. I would, <laughs> if, you know, like this girl was like mean to me earlier. I'm going to be mean to you now because I can. Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, like he's a little Michael Jackson. I mean, if I invented the moonwalk and my mom was Lena Lerner, like I would, I'd probably be an asshole. Yeah. I'd be pretty pompous about shit, you know? My mom um, is Lena Lerner. Have you heard of her? Lena Lerner. <laughs> Learn right something. It, it, <laughs> um, 
You're right. That name is super lazy. It's pretty, like, it's just, like, 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 Lerner is not really, like, a last name. Like, Lena, I get, sure, that's kind of a name, or at least half a name, but Lena Lerner? Come on, dude. Yeah, and they completely changed the other names. Yeah, everybody else gets, like, uh, a whole different, you know, pile of consonants and vowels. <laughs> uh, Lena Lerner is just that one letter. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, Chrissy is like bitching about how rude Dominic is. And I can't remember if it's Deirdre or is it Ashley? Like here with another truth bomb, like, oh, we just have to get along with him. There's nothing that we can do because we're fucking Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite what she said. I think it's Deirdre. But she's basically like, dude, like, we just gotta like put up with this shit, like for Jem's sake. So like you know, bite your lip kind of thing. Yeah. But again, I mean, the subtext still is like, he's this rich little boy and you are nothing but an orphan. That is, yeah, that is true. You have no power. You are an orphan slave. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, And then uh, Johnny Deacon arrives, like serving his queer godhood everywhere. Wow, 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 wow. Um, (laughs) And... This, then we get, like, Bonnie imagining what it would be like to have a father while she's, like, watching everyone, which I actually thought was, like, kind of random, uh, but I know. it happens. It, it yeah, happens. She, was, she was just sitting, like, sadly on top of the stairs, and, like, we cut to her song because even she has a song now, and, like, yeah. it's just her, like, huddled, looking sad with her, like, hair blowing everywhere. like mind it was like very overdramatic um and a, a little sudden but um and there were eyeballs just gonna a lot it. of eyeballs a lot of bonnie's eyeballs were on full display which i again appreciate because despite the fact that they're carnivorous they are new so you gotta show them <laughs> off <laughs> yeah they need to like be seen you know we need to behold yeah the yeah they had to be they had to be seen seeing you know otherwise <laughs> what's the point <laughs> if you don't see what sees, are you really seeing? <laughs> exactly. If you don't see while being seen, have you ever seen anything at all? <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, like, the song honestly kind of has Asian, like, stereotypical. Yeah, dude, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, that That literally plays in the background at least a couple times. Uh-huh. Um, to which I was like, but I thought that was, like, more of a Chinese thing. <laughs> Isn't she Vietnamese? And, like, she wears, like, a garb. But, like, I, I actually, I want to ask you because you would know more, better than I I would. Of, like, is, like, the garb that she's wearing in the thing, like, is that Vietnamese or is it more of a Chinese thing? Um, I mean, I'm not too familiar with those outfits. Um, like it did on the face of it look Chinese, but I wouldn't be surprised if, um, it was a garment worn in Vietnam as well. Cause there are a lot of ethnically Chinese people who live in Vietnam. 
Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I also actually also want to point out that one of her lines is, a father should be tall and strong, which I was like, yo, fuck off. Short justice, like, not cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, but like, yeah, I know that's true. What if your father's short? Yeah, he can like, be short and strong or just short. What if there's like a short, skinny, redhead guy and you don't think he's your dad because he's short? She's like, oh, no, like, yes, you're, you're a redhead, but you're short and weak. <laughs> You're not my you couldn't dad. Possibly, you couldn't possibly be my father. No dad would be better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo, that'd be rough to hear out of Bonnie. And Bonnie would, because she's kind of mean. Um, yeah, and very stupid. Um, <laughs> and very dumb. <laughs> very dumb. And it's not even, like, just this episode. Like, she's been stupid, like, other episodes. Oh, dude, yeah. Too. Since, like, day one. Are you kidding me? Remember they ran away from the orphanage for no reason? And she was just very down. And, like, just like, yeah, I'll come. Yeah. The other ones, like, Deirdre had a reason, even if it was fucking stupid, to run away. Bonnie's like, I don't know, whatever, I'll just go. Yeah, sure. You mentioned it. That sounds good. Um, could Bonnie see at that point or were they taking like a little blind child and running (laughs) I think I think she had functional eyeballs at that point if I'm not mistaken okay Okay, cool 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 Uh, so yeah (laughs) but you never know with Bonnie you never know with Bonnie (laughs) TVH those could be styrofoam balls in there she's pretty good at hiding (laughs) like fucking cookie monster like eyeballs (laughs) rolling around yeah exactly they're always in looking in two different directions because like she can't see anyways yeah like she doesn't know like we get a good laugh it's a win-win it's a win-win it's a win-win she'll never see herself in the mirror anyway exactly exactly and like it makes her look cute yeah, or terrifying. Or um, terrifying. Terrifyingly hilarious. <laughs> um, but another anyway, thing so, that's terrifyingly hilarious is like when she's like, a father should be a shining knight and like win a joust for the princess. It was like, what? Like, that sounds yeah. kind of romantic. Yeah, that, that was a, a weird moment of like, what are you into this for, Bonnie? You know? <laughs> Well, yeah, like the tall and strong thing. I was like, oh, it sounds like he wanted daddy, not a yeah, father. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. Um, maybe she does. She's just she's a little girl. She's not able to parse out those uh, complexities quite yet. Um, perhaps. And also, she's super dumb. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we actually, and also, do we want to like shout out what's his face, like the voice, the singing voice of Bonnie? Oh yeah, I mean, I don't remember your name at all. But Me neither. We met but you. There's, we met, yeah, we met the person who was the singing voice of Bonnie. Uh, he was at GemCon. Yeah, Ari Gold. There you go, there you go, there you go. I knew Gold was in it, but I didn't want to say Rick Gold because I was what came up first. <laughs> Rick um, Gold. Yeah, I just, I knew that wasn't real because that's too funny a name. Uh, that sounds but I knew there like, was Gold in the mix. Um, okay, you, have you ever seen the movie Uncut Gems? No. With Adam Sandler. Basically, he pl- plays this, like, jeweler from New York who's, like, has a gambling addiction. Like, that's what that's what Rick Gold sounds like to me. Okay, okay. Yeah, or, like, that would work. Or, like, the guy who has those infomercials, like, 
You got like cash for gold, cash for gold. You got gold. 100%. I got cash. <laughs> yeah, gold. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gold. Give me gold. No, you give me money, I give you gold. 1-800, Rick Gold. Um, he would definitely, yeah. Uh, he, would, anyway. he would definitely wear, like, circular glasses and be balding, <laughs> but also have, like, a kind of electrified hair in the back. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Um, but anyway, in the rest of this mu- music video, we, like, kind of see, like, the background story for Bonnie and her family or her dad. Apparently, he was, like, some soldier in Vietnam and I guess, like, impregnated a local woman and then dipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that's pretty real. I'm sure that happened a lot. Yeah, but I'm just confused. Like, like the Vietnam War, I guess it ended mid-70s. Right? I don't know how old Bonnie is. She's probably, like, 23. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was, like, six years old, but not, like, 13. But anyway... Yeah, who knows, dude? Like, yeah, a, a, a she's orphan age. She lives at an orphanage. Um, they're all the, they're all basically the same age. They're all of orphan age. Oh my god, Michael, you made it make so much sense for me now. What? Why it's called an orphanage? Because they're all of orphan. Because they're age. of orphan age. You think that maybe that is why? I maybe. Probably not. Probably not. No. Um, <laughs> probably just a coincidence. Um, but then we get, uh, we get ripped out of, uh, Bonnie's dream sequence, dream song sequence. Um, cause like a man's voice turns into Ashley's voice, which tells Bonnie that she's daydreaming, which I thought was kind of fun. And then we meet, <laughs> um, Johnny Deacon's drummer who happens to have red hair and is named Randy James. So like also double first name again, Randy James. <laughs> uh, that is one Randy James. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, then Bonnie instantly thinks it's her, it's her father, which I really love the, like, little moment where Bonnie, like, runs up to him and, like, hugs him, and he's like, oh, wow, like, okay, like, that was very affectionate, and Jem has the line of, yeah, she's, like, really not like that. It's just like, yeah, Bonnie's a huge bitch, I get it. Yeah. But, like, she's so clingy, though. Like, oh, my God. Poor Randy James. Like, this child is, like, creepily obsessed with him. Yeah, it is It is pretty creepy. Because uh, not only does she hug him at first, at the first chance she can, she then, like, yeah, kind of stalks him for the rest of the episode. Yeah, like, at one point, like, Gem and the Holograms and all of the celebrities are playing volleyball. Which, like, <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> I love a good volleyball sequence. It is the gayest of sports. So like, you know what they're saying here. Yeah. And like Lena Lerner is wearing a shirt that says Lena on it. She has her like volleyball swag, which I'm into. Although she could have been better. Tina Turner could have been better in this episode. Like I would have liked yeah, she could have like... her like dance around and like if you're going to make her like a strong out crackhead, like can you go for it? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, give me, give me it. some more. Give me some more. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, and, and at, in the same scene, because everyone is wearing like their various like beach volleyball gear, except for like Rio, who's <laughs> dressed like he's on a gay safari. I know. I was just I like, was so what? Confused. I was very confused. Um, and then Jim has this line of like, "Rio, come play," and Rio says, super unenthused, "No." I gotta see Johnny. 
about a sound system. Yeah. Sound <laughs> You're system. making him sound way more suspicious than he actually is. Obviously. Now, the, the, the part that was real was the super unenthused no. He says, like, no, I don't want to. I got to see Johnny. And it's like, oh, okay, I see where your priorities are. Yeah, going to get fucked. Yeah, That's why yeah. he's wearing the safari outfit, because they're doing a role play where... Rio is the explorer on a safari and Johnny is the lion or something that he wrestles and fucks. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I'm into that. I'm into that. <laughs> okay. I was, well, when he said Johnny Deacon is a lion, I was like, oh, that's kind of hot. He has the, uh, I assume he has the girth. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, otherwise, like, what are we doing here? i'm sorry it's just like let's cut the bullshit then uh but much to rio's dismay johnny busts in in a helicopter and he wants to give a ride to jim so like sucks to suck rio and he's watching like both of his bangables fly away yes um to which my question is, since when do they have a helipad in their backyard? I don't know, but I also <laughs> noticed that too. I was like, oh yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, they basically fly off in this fucking heli- helicopter. And did you catch Jem while she's riding in the helicopter? She's wearing like this weird braided hairband thing. Yes. Like what was that? I'm, I was actually very confused. I don't know. I couldn't wrap my head around it, but I didn't hate it. I actually kind of liked it. I just didn't really understand what was happening. Uh, that was I was purely confused. That's her helicopter look. Don't question. <laughs> right, right. Of course, of course, of course, of course. We all have our helicopter looks are all are varied and beautiful. Right. Um, so basically, um, we cut to the misfits who are standing on a roof holding a bunch of balloons with Techrat and Eric. Which, okay, first of all, if this is one of Tech Rat's schemes, it doesn't seem very techy. <laughs> yeah, it's very low tech. It's literally balloons. <laughs> it's a literal balloon. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking they would, like, fly off of the roof holding onto the balloon. That would have been a cool stunt. Instead, what we get is them just throwing out a bunch of balloons. Yeah, with the misfits written on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the plan's stupid, to which... Uh, Pizzazz calls Eric out, calling him, like, you've gone soft in the head. I liked it. She also looks great. A lot of, like, jumpsuit. Like, Roxy has a purple jumpsuit on. Pizzazz, yeah, they look Pizzazz fantastic. Sweet, yeah, she has a sweet jumpsuit. Uh, but what we learn and see and what happens is the Misfits launch off their deluge of balloons as Johnny and Jem are rolling up on their helicopter. And it's a balloon swarm. It's a balloon swarm on a copter. Right, and so, like, the balloons, you know, come inside the helicopter, get caught in the motor, and, like, we cut to commercial just as the helicopter is about to crash into... Into the Misfits. Into the Misfits. Um, But, of course, like, Christy Marks is not going to let our hero die so easily. No, not Um, by simple balloon death. No. (laughs) So, uh, of course, Johnny figures out how to... Get the... Yeah, he flips, a, he, he flips a switch. He flips a switch he didn't think to flip before. And uh, the blades start going and it's all good. 
Yeah, they're fine. Um, so they land back at the hotel, or not the hotel, the Starlight House. And uh, people are like, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, we almost died. <laughs> um, yeah. No, like, well, what happens is like they see the balloons. They're like, oh, like, like, because the balloons say misfits on it. And Johnny says, like, are they always this much trouble referring to the misfits? And the holograms say always and then giggle and, then they laugh. and laugh and it's like yo dude this is no laughing matter this is literally <laughs> the 22nd this is the 22nd time they've tried to murder you or have probably been involved more. probably more there's sometimes they do it twice an episode um but yeah like this like it happens pretty frequently and you should be more concerned yeah it's not something to giggle about that's fucked up but uh, it's super fucked up, but uh, later that night, in what could, I can only describe as Tech Rat's, like, steel igloo. It's what it, it's basically <laughs> lives, he lives in a metal igloo. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, like, he's, you know, wearing a gray ch- trench coat and a red pocket square and tie. I actually kind of like the look. Like, I'll, I'll give Tech Rat a shout out. Um, <laughs> but he's working on some shit, and Pizzazz wants to get up into his business. Uh, and Clash comes in. But, and I, I have my notes all to all, all of my notes really say is Clash comes in with some shit, but more importantly, tears off a red wig, only to reveal her own hair that's the exact same color, <laughs> but with a shitty green streak. Right? I love the like red wig to red wig reveal. That was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so unnecessary. It's like, oh, they have her in another disguise now. Like, oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, uh, cool, cool. <laughs> But what we learn is that the Misfits have somehow learned where Luna Dark is going to come in on her flight the next day. And Tech Rat provides some sort of, like, device to point at pr- and press at the flight. Uh, when I was watching and not knowing what was going to happen, I was like, you're going to, like, give a device to point and press at an airplane to, like, bring it down? It seemed pretty extreme. I was pretty concerned. <laughs> Uh, but then it actually turns out they're just going to change the gate number on all of the screens at the airport. Right, right. So, yeah, when we were at the airport. The, bamboozle um, gem. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and the Misfits roll up in what I think are great driver's outfits. I thought they yes. were great in their driving gear. <laughs> I want to look like that. It was fantastic. I know. Um, we should become limo drivers just so we could have a limo driver outfit. Exactly, exactly. Can we just have the outfit or can, do we need the limo too? <laughs> well, I want their limo too. It's a fucking purple limo. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the limo would be a major plus. Um, <laughs> and so they, they know where Luna Dark slash Madonna's flight is coming in. So now that they point their little device, their little scrambler at the gate number and it all changes up. So when the holograms show up, they're, they, don't, they go to the wrong one. Right. Uh, and so as the holograms like dicking around the airport, the misfits steal Luna. Uh, but at the, at the last minute, they see Stormer and they're like, oh, I see what hap- happens here. We've been bamboozled. bamboozled. Right. Uh, and we get what I thought was going to be a longer extended car chase. Fortunately, it was a pretty short car chase. Um, <laughs> still a car chase, still unnecessary, but it happened. Well, yeah. But also, I think the fact that. Uh... Jerrica asked Synergy to turn, like, to put her into a disguise, made it less of a chase. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because she, yeah, she dressed up as a, or she was transformed into a taxi driver to like tail him. 
But I don't understand why she couldn't just follow them as Jem. That like, is true, because like, like, she <laughs> could just be like, she could honk at them or something like, hey, where are you going? Because then, like, the misfits would panic and be like, fuck, Lena Lerner will be like, oh, they're kidnapping me. <laughs> right. Luna Dark, Luna Dark, Luna Dark. Luna, what did I call her? Lena Lerner. Oh, fuck. It's uh, a, saying Lena Lerner is fun. I, I get it. Luna Dark. Um, Luna Dark. Yeah. Anyway, so they bring her to the mansion, Pizzazz's mansion, and she's basically and, yeah, like, where the fuck is Jem? Yeah, yeah. And then Pizzazz says something to the effect of, oh, who cares? And then it was like, Luna Dark, when are you going to realize you have been kidnapped? <laughs> I know. And like, they don't even try to like hide the fact that they kidnapped her. They don't have an alibi. They're not like, oh, we're just picking you up on behalf of Jem. Like, exactly, just exactly. turn back into the misfits and like hold her hostage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,. And they weren't then, even, like, not the Misfits before. They were just wearing a limo outfit. I th- I didn't even know they were pretending they were, they were pretending not to be the Misfits. I thought they were just the Misfits dressed as limo drivers. I thought it was pretty oh, okay. obvious they were the Misfits. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, no, um, right. And then so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then, like, Jem kind of rolls up. She needs to get inside, so she transor- transforms herself into pizzazz via synergy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like, she gets into the mansion, and this dumbass doorman was basically like, but you literally just came in. Like, how does this make any sense? Uh, but she, you know, belts off a one-liner, and he just lets her in. But, (laughs) what Jim has not encountered previously, in any circumstance, I don't think, up until now, is an enemy that is not just based off of sight, but also smell. A.K.A. Mm -hmm. attack dogs. Who come in and they smell a bitch and they're like, yo, you're not pizzazz. Yes. And the hounds are released upon her. And like these hounds are like giving me Mr. Burn hounds. Burn oh, yeah. Hounds, they're, you know, for sure, for sure. They ain't fucking around hounds, you know? <laughs> they ain't fucking around hounds. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me too, me too. I need to say that more. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're definitely, like, the kind of hounds that, like, an evil, very rich white man would have. And also very exactly. old. Which, I mean, kind of checks out. Is this not Mr. <laughs> Gabor's house? Yeah, it is. That's yeah, what I'm so just yeah. saying. Gabor is, like, pretty much Mr. Burns. <laughs> he really is. Maybe slightly less evil uh, and, like, more inept. More of a super capitalist. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, has the whole daughter thing. Yeah. Yeah, that daughter bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That he doesn't really think about it. won't die. Just won't <laughs> die yet. Every year. She keeps getting older. It's the opposite of dying. Um. Yeah, he really doesn't need her in his life. He doesn't even make time for her. She just comes up and he's like, "What? how much money can I give you for you to leave me alone? Yeah, which is... I mean, pretty rough. <laughs> um, when you say it like that, it's like, oh, that's, that's dark. Um, but anyway, yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. We end on a cliffhanger because, of course, we have part two next week. You can't contain a gem jam into one episode. It's not possible. No, it's not possible, especially There's with too all much the gem to jam. To, 
right? We're jamming. We're, we're jamming and we jamming. We're jamming and jamming. Um, yeah, there are gem trails everywhere. Did yeah, this gem is my gem. Um, so yeah. You try, yeah, that, that almost worked with the gem trails. I'll give it to you. Um, so what will happen with the gem jam? What will happen? Will gem be mauled by these hounds? Uh, One can only hope. Will Ashley become a famous singer? Definitely not. (laughs) Will Bonnie's eyeballs hit the road? (laughs) Inevitably. Um, Yeah, inevitably. Will she... Is that Randy James guy her real father? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, definitely not. Uh, But... (laughs) There's but only maybe. one way to find out. Yeah, but maybe. Actually, we don't know yet because it's not the Gem Jam Part 2 quite yet. Because before we can get to the Gem Jam Part 2, we have <laughs> some awards to hand out. Yeah, um, so baddest bitch. Baddest bitch of the episode. Oh, I, I'm gonna, like, I want to say Aja, but she wasn't, really, wasn't in most of the episode. But only for the fact that she did like launch a goon across the room. She did. That was pretty cool. Um, I have to say, Synergy launching those tentacle, like hallucinogenic. Yeah, that was that was alien yeah, that was a, demons. That was a bad that was move. Cool. That was a bad, like in a good way. Like that was that was pretty bad of her. Um, I also kind of want to say Clash for dropping that or like fucking with an orphan's feelings like that. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I kind of want to give it to Clash too because that exchange was like devastation <laughs> and savagery, like synthesized into fifteen seconds. I know it was so much. Um, yeah, I my heart is with Clash. I'm sorry. Me too. Me too. Baddest bitch of the episode. Wow, 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 wow. No one saw this coming. Yeah, that was. I here here I was thinking that you would fail this task because you weren't giving any concrete instructions, but then you just like pulled like the most savage card. Exactly. Completely unaware of the fact that she like hit the self-destruct button and really fuck with a bitch. Right. Well, congratulations, Clash. I'm sure this will be the first and last time we ever like you. So yeah, exactly. I can only, (laughs) I can really only imagine. And now for the weakest bitch. Weakest bitch of the episode. Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Bonnie was, like, pretty weak, dude. I'm not gonna lie. She was mad clingy. You know, (laughs) jumped to conclusions at every turn. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. She's rather delusional. Yeah, and, like, Um, you know, tone it down with the daddy issues. Like, I know you got them, but you really have to, like, put them at the forefront. Yeah, do you have to make that our problem? Exactly. <laughs> you just suffer in silence. <laughs> Jeez. She should know better as an orphan at the Starlight House. Exactly. Um, my suffer in silence cont- is their slogan. <laughs> Don't let your pain shine. Suffer in silence. Suffer in silence. Starlight House. Starlight House. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you would think that, like, the starlight would represent letting your pain shine bright like a diamond. Um, But who cares? I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, it's like keeping your, like, let your pain shine, but very distant and away from other people. (laughs) 
Millions don't make it other people's yeah. Away. Don't make it other people's problems. Don't make it my problem, Starlight Eyes. <laughs> um, the other contender I was gonna propose for this was um, Little Michael Jackson. Oh, you you thought he was weak though. I thought he was annoying. Like he was, he was annoying. He was annoying. And like, it does it make him a strong person that he's like this boy who has a lot of money who invented the moonwalk? Honestly, you, you well, I mean, to a degree, but you bring up good points um, because the the flip side is if your mom's Lena Lerner, you should be a little bit more, you know, like cool, basically, not annoying. Yeah, he, he wasn't as cool as he needed to be. Like, Lena needs a son who's, like, got it together. Like, maybe he smokes some weed, listens to some records, chills. Maybe plays not the like... drums. <laughs> yeah, he plays, like, the bongos. You know, not this little, like, uptight, elitist prick. Um, yeah, you bring up some good arguments. I'm fine with either. I could go Bonnie, I could go Dominic Lerner, but, uh... Dominic Lerner? <laughs> that is, I imagine his name, his name is definitely Dominic. His last know, name may or may not be Lerner. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say give it to Bonnie because it's funnier. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And you'll probably win next episode, too, quite honestly. It's, it's going to be a, a Bonnie-centric couple times. Um, yeah, so Bonnie, you're the weakest bitch. I'm sorry. But, like, we had no time for your histrionics, your tears, your delusions, your desires. Yeah. Well, no one was here for it. Um, <laughs> as sad as that is. Uh, so then with the baddest and weakest bitches of the episode all tied up with a bow... That brings us to another ending, but an ending is only a beginning. But actually, this is an ending. Uh, this is the end of the Gem Girls, this episode of Gem Girls podcast. Um, while you are still listening and like you're about to close, because obviously you got to the very end of this podcast, because why wouldn't you? It's gripping and enthralling. Um, keep that in mind as you open your podcast app, probably Apple Podcasts. That's mainly where we're at, and you know. When you're when you're there and you, you got the screen open and you're thinking about how enthralling our dialogue <laughs> is, you should transfer that positive emotion into a five star review and a lengthy but not too verbose, very straight to the point and positive review as well. So uh, yeah. five stars, just throw us those five stars. Yeah, you can rate us on how beautiful our voices sound. How toned our arms and legs are. Very toned. How cute our faces are. How witty our banter is. You know, just obviously you'd give us five stars across the board. Yeah, yeah. For that tray witte repartee. Come on. (laughs) And like how Michael somehow manages to be bilingual in like a three word sentence. That phrase. That is true, um, because, you know, we're Canadian and we respect both official languages. Uh, yeah, so um, with that, the five-star review, I am Orifice Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis. And before you sign off, um, don't forget to check out our social media accounts. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And our 
handles are Gem Girls Podcast across the board. And you can also check us out at www.gemgirls.com. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay outrageous. Stay outrageous. outrageous. <laughs> we like Whatever. almost did it there. Yeah.